All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's start at the beginning. Where were you born? And how long did you live there before coming to America? Okay. So I was born in Accra, Ghana, mm -hmm. uh, which, is, which is in the Western part of Africa. And I came to the U.S. or migrated to the U.S. in 1995. How old were you? March of 1995. Um, I was, oh God, 10, 9. Yeah. I remember like shortly, like a couple months later yeah. or a month later celebrating my birthday. So my birthday's in April. Right. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go back and talk about your memories there. Okay. But I always like to, I think about this question a lot. Um, did anyone prepare you for that? Like, did anyone sit you down and say like, hey, Balkis, you're coming to a different country. You're going to a different country. This is what to expect or this is what's going to be different? Or was it just like, you're going to America? <laughs> um, I think there was, I don't know if there was like a sit down, mm -hmm. like, hey, like you're going to America, this is pros and cons or whatever. Um, from what I recall was I was told I was going to America literally days before I was to go. It wasn't uh, months ago yeah, and yeah. a year ago, and then there's this preparation. Mm -hmm. It was literally like I'm living my everyday yeah. nine-year-old life. Mm -hmm. And then within that week span, like four, I don't even know if I would say a week because mm -hmm. a week is what, seven days? Mm -hmm. I would say within a four-day span, my life changed mm -hmm. where it was like information was given. You're leaving Ghana. And then four days later, I'm out of Ghana. Yeah. So it wasn't, there wasn't preparation. There was just like, be a good kid. You're going to your mom. And um, my perspective was that I thought I was going for school break. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to go hang out with my mom in America, whatever America was. And then I'm coming back mm -hmm. to my life. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case. No. Yeah. And the reason I asked that question, because it was the same for me, right? So oh my God. where it's just like, all of a sudden, yeah, you're going to another country. Yep. But the reason I ask is as, as a mother, I think about how I prepare my child for even little situations. If someone is coming over, we talk about it maybe a week or so in advance, right? Yep. But um, it, it's always interesting how for us, I think even in those moments, those big life changes, no one thinks about how they affect you, right? Because Yeah. All right. So let's backtrack. Young Belkis in Ghana. Um, what is your earliest memory? Oh boy, I have so many. I mean, to be honest, I, like I'm being flooded with a lot of memories of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. uh, so my grandmother raised me when I was. This makes me so emotional. Mm -hmm. Jeez. Okay, <clears throat> my grandmother raised me while I was in Ghana, and like. Up until I left. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I think my favorite memory, which all of it really involves her, is I think just being able to be home, mm -hmm. being home, sitting under a mango tree, eating mangoes, making, I don't know if anyone did this, but like making mango dolls, mm -hmm. like after you eat the, yeah, the seed. The seed yeah. And then you make like a little hair and a bow. It's so silly, but... Um, yeah, that's what I remember. And I remember this big family I came from and how generous that family was. Mm -hmm. But 
in adulting now, if I can fast track, it's like, I realized that she made those moments like that. Mm -hmm. It didn't come like that. Right. Right. Your grandmother curated those for you. Yeah. 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 Her presence, her energy, her, her idea of what a family is. Mm -hmm. She made that. Right. Um, And I think that's probably my fondest memory. And I think I'm always trying to, trying to like hold on to that or recreate it in some way. Yeah. 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 Um, so the reason I wanted to speak to you first, because I think you and I have a similar experience in terms of we both came to this country when we were nine-ish, ten. Mm-hmm. But also <clears throat> your mom came before you, right? Yeah, she'd been here for several years before I came. Yeah, with so, my sister. Okay. So was there a time where, okay... I'm living with my mom and then, hey, Balkas, mommy is going to America. Do you remember that? Or was it when you were really young? I was really young. I wasn't conscious. Mm -hmm. Well, or I don't know what level Mm -hmm. scientifically you're supposed to be conscious, but I don't remember her as my mom. Mm -hmm. I remember her as my mom starting at age nine. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then, I don't know if I could clearly say that because we were were acquaintances, right? Yeah. I'm being reintroduced to her. My mom left Ghana when I was about two or a mm-hmm. little younger. Mm-hmm. Um, she had divorced my dad, I think, a year or more before. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she had remarried. And her then-husband was bringing her to America. Mm-hmm. And she was eager to go because she had two girls, from what she's told us. She had two girls, and she wanted a certain type of lifestyle and education, especially education for them. She always has this thing about education, how no one could afford education for yeah, her. Yeah. And she wasn't a education for her, for her family, her being a girl wasn't a priority. Yeah. So she was just really like, I have two girls, and I think it felt urgent to her. Mm-hmm. To be able to give them that. But I didn't know her. Yeah. And and that's, I think, the common thread that runs through a lot of these types of situations, right? Yeah. Because I think of why our parents leave, right? So they come before because they're wanting to give you a better life, right? Mm. So I feel like that's a generation that thinks of nurture and love in terms of education, putting clothes on your back, house over your head, I can send money back. Stability. Yeah. But then there's this whole period that you're missing a nurture of a mom, right? And now at nine, we have to be reacquainted. Yep. And we've missed out on so many pivotal parts of getting to know each other. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't it's it's so interesting to me that's it's something that's never really everything else has to be put before that and I get that, but it's so interesting that we never come back and talk about, hey, this is why maybe our relationship is the way it is. Like I understood and I mm-hmm. appreciate yeah what you did. Because <laughs> we neither one of us would be probably sitting here. No, if, not at all. If you had not done what you did. Right. Taking the chance. Right. But yeah. do you realize that these pivotal moments, I was probably in someone else's house dealing with some other things is defined Oof. who I am. Now. A lot of other things. Yeah. 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 So talk to me about those other things. I so again, therapy. Yeah. We've talked yeah. about this before. I think in doing therapy I have um become 
um, understanding and more sympathetic to to my my parents mm-hmm. and um, different adults um, in my life. There is some that through therapy, I understand that abuse is just abuse, mm-hmm. and there's no understanding of that, like or justify that, right. and I'm not going to. Um, but when I think of my parents now after therapy, I can be generous with them because I think of them at that age, in that time, what they know and what their circumstances were. Right. Right. I can't think of my mom and my dad at this current age, this present age, and the knowledge of gain and where we are all at now, because that's not fair. Right. They didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah. Um, some of the things I think I dealt with as a kid was being moved house to house. Because I was coming from divorced parents, and again, my parents, each of them had remarried. My mom is in America trying to put her life together, however that was, and that was no fairy tale. And in learning about it in my adulthood, I admire her a lot. Mm -hmm. And again, very sympathetic to the sacrifices she made for us to be able to have this life now. Right. My dad remarried shortly after also, maybe I was three, four, maybe, uh, to his his wife now. They're still together and started having children. But in her coming into his life, she wanted nothing to do with me. Okay. He did not make it. I, I don't know. I'm, I was young and so I'm not there, right? But my experience in trying to rationalize and understand the circumstances, it does not, I do not believe he made it a priority for her to understand that we came as a package. Mm -hmm. I was of no importance to her. I was a stain on this new life that she's trying to create with my father. And therefore I wasn't allowed to live with them. I wasn't allowed to be a part of the family. I was tossed off. Oof, thank God to my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, and she graciously and lovingly and generously offered herself to me as a mom. Mm-hmm. I would say she's my original mom mm-hmm. because in my youth and being two, I mean, what do you do? What do you do with a two year, a two right, year old? Right. You decided you don't want a two year old, right. a three year old. Right. I can't, I, uh, I think about that. And I think when I was younger before therapy, I always thought there was something wrong with me. I wasn't lovable. Mm-hmm. I did something bad, but through therapy, I can understand now that like as a two year old, as a three year old, what could I have done? Nothing. Wet right. my diaper. Yeah. Like yeah. I, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I've forgiven myself Mm -hmm. for how I felt about myself because of that circumstance. But I can't believe, I can't forget, like, I cannot, not forgive because they don't hold power of my life. But, like, I'm not going to justify those circumstances for those adults. They were, I was two. I was three. No way. Um, But my grandmother took me in and she never, like, was like, oh, you don't have a mom. or Like, I never felt that. I just, right. I was like, I'm loved. I, she's, she's like, you're my child. Right. And during that time before you came um, mm-hmm. to America, were you in constant communication with your mom? Like, was she, like, checking in, like, every week or every month? So you kind of had some type of relationship there still? I wouldn't say we had, like, an intimate relationship, I would say that there was a lingering 
or like a feeling. Mm -hmm. So my mom would send things back home. Like she'll send clothes. She'll send toys. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I got them. Did you guys get the barrels and got them if you got the barrels? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I learned this later in my adulthood. Adults are wild people. They are Uh, crazy. Crazy. Decisions they make. Um, My mom (laughs) sent a lot of stuff to me that I think I got maybe 10% or less of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I found out about it later Mm -hmm. on one of her trips to Ghana when uh, her only trip to Ghana, I think that I met her before I came to the U S she came and she was like, what is she wearing? And was like, why isn't she wearing this? Why isn't she wearing this? Why isn't she wearing this? And I was like, Yeah. And to come to find out there was suitcases and suitcases and suitcases of clothes, toys. And she was like, but now she's outgrown this. She's blah, blah, blah. And then I also apparently was like a very sickly child. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my mom was always sending money home because I was sick. Right. And I was like, she would, when I came, she had all these health concerns for me. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, you didn't have this. You didn't have this. You didn't. And I was like, no, right. but that was manipulation, right? They right. use that to get money from her mm-hmm. for me because who's not going to give money for their child? Right. But that never reached me. So for me, I always thought she was like a distant, like ghostly, faint mm-hmm. somebody somewhere, mm-hmm. but not so directly that I'm like, oh, there's this person that is like really trying to take care of me and right. do for me and be for me. Right. That person was my grandmother. Right. I just, I was like every so often I got a t-shirt and some shorts for my, my mom. Right. And for her, her side, she she's like, all I've sent you like all the stuff. educational. Yeah. T- she sent me a, yeah. a kid's computer. Right. Never yeah, got right, it. Right. You know? Um, so it's, it's really wild. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So let's fast forward. Come to this country. What's like the? Do you remember what the first year is like for you? And did you come here in the winter or the summer months? Winter. Yeah, because when the tickets are cheaper. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I always think because I'm serious. Like I always think about it. Like why do they bring us here? Like I came here in February. Like why would you take no a idea. child? No idea. And they don't dress you properly. And I was all you known was like the sun. And now it is like negative. Five degrees. And Please, you're sick every day. The first time I saw snow, Dottie, <laughs> I literally stayed outside. My mom was like, "Come inside, come inside, come inside." I lost my mind. I was in that yes. snow, swimming and, in and it. And then you probably got so sick. I got super. <laughs> listen, I think I like. I almost got frostbite on my toes, and I was in. I was just like, I was mm-hmm. so like overwhelmed by the beauty of snow right. and just this like. Just shavings of ice out here, fluffy. And so we're in Massachusetts, New England, and it's just, it's gorgeous. It's not like New York snow. It's just white and fluffy and fresh and new. Not this city kind of snow. It's not, it's not like that. It's like, also remember there's like rooms, so there's grass. So it's like, you can roll around. Ciao. I got so sick. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. All right. I don't know. It's like, it took me a while to understand that it probably was because the tickets were cheaper. You think so? Because now tickets are super expensive in the But winter. I feel like it had to be. Like, Maybe. why else would... Because almost everyone I know, yeah, it's they've always come here in the wintertime. Yeah, but and then they put be. you in a daishiki. Like, <laughs> nobody said it was winter. They're like, oh, here's your kabayan sleep. I'm like, listen, I came out that airport. I feel like the thing... My best memory, I think, of America till this day is my arrival. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I was 
the freest, the brightest, mm-hmm. the lightest, and the most loved. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it was just this, whenever I think of it, you're, I mean, this in-between mm-hmm. where Ghana is just about to leave me, but I am unaware of that, yes. right? And I'm about to enter into this new world. Right. But again, I'm also unaware of that. Right, because you just thought you were just coming for a little visit. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the airport. So they opened the gates. I had a great flight experience. It was KLM. I had a stewardess with me the whole time because mm-hmm. I'm nine. And the, she took care of everything. It's very sweet, gentle, mm-hmm. great. I had on these little like dashiki style, like um, golden, almost golden yellow mm-hmm. fabric mm-hmm. color. Uh, like I think they call it Houdini, the okay. fabric. And then it was pants. And I had on like little like loafers, penny loafer type shoe, you know, Africans love a good <laughs> loafer. Um, and, you know, white socks with a little, yeah, a little lace. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cute. But, you know, well, now I think it's cute. And I had a bob. I had one of those braided bobs, right. you know, with the ends just, you know, burnt off. And held up and like, I don't know, some, you know, they collect it and put like a little bow or something. I don't know why I would do that, but it was, (laughs) and they let me out and I see my mom. So I knew my mom was going to be meeting me and I knew, cause I I was like, I'm going to meet my mom. And then I knew my sister was also going to be there. Anybody else that was there, I don't know. And to be quite honest, till this day, I don't remember. I remember my mom and I remember my sister. So I come out, the doors, you know open and I'm like <laughs> I see them and I'm just I hands in the air right. and just run to them and I am free as a bird and so excited and just hug them like I knew them I didn't know them right no clue who they were how was that so how was those first couple of months because now you're getting to know your sister you're getting to know your mom I was I think I was just excited because everything was new everything was so new I think the only thing I, that was a negative for me was food. Uh, yeah. Immediately, no. Yeah. yeah. me. Why do you have square patties? <laughs> Immediately, no. Why is food frozen? Man, I was obsessed with the McDonald's. I was like, what is My this? sister food met me. And all together? Oh. Happy Meals? I'm no. Obsessed. I was scared of it. I thought it looked weird. Uh, it didn't look like food to me because, you know, when we go home, you, yeah. you see the whole process of how food is made. So... A chicken isn't square or round or I just was very yeah. confused as to all these colorful things you're trying to hit. Like a bird. My sister, I think, was giving me like a double cheeseburger and was like, take a bite. Like she brought it to the airport and when we got in the car, she was like, have something to eat. And that was what she brought me. And I was like, ooh, no. And then she was like, no, no, no. It's like, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not eating that. And then she was like, okay, do you like potatoes? And I was like, I love potatoes. And she was like, have these potatoes. I was like, these are not potatoes. What are they? French fries. French fries. <laughs> and I was like, they're sticks. And I don't like that. And she was like, no, no, no. Taste these. And like, that was like my obsession with fries. So like for the longest time, for me, fast food was mm-hmm. just getting fries. fries. Okay. Like till this day, I really am not a burger girl. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I do still think burgers look kind of weird. Right. I don't, I'm not into them. Right. I will not have a craving for it. Right. No, thanks. Um, better now, like I could do homemade barbecues where right. you- Mm-hmm. Make your own patties. Yes, but like, no. So tell me, okay, so you come. Yeah. You think you're here just for a visit. Ooh, when cool. did that conversation happen where it's like, hey, Balkis, this is your new home. You're not going back to Ghana anytime soon. 
I think I remember having had enough. I was like, oof, that was enough fun. Ooh, time to go home. Time to, yeah, because for <laughs> me, listen, I had done the, I thought I had done the things I'd played in the snow. I had my reference points. And listen, I had my stories lined up because I was like, I can't wait to tell my girlfriends in school. Right. I did this. I did this. I went to this store. Right. My mom bought me these shoes. We ate at this place. And I thought the food was weird. I just couldn't wait to share. And then I mm. took pictures of everything. I had like a little, you know, the Polaroid. Yeah, yeah. And you roll it. Yeah. So I was just like, I can't wait to tell them about these Americans, you know, and it's going to be um, amazing. Amazing. I was like, I was like, it's going to be like when uh, my mom, one of her gifts to me when I was in school there was the shoes that lit up. Yeah. Child, those things went off in a week. <laughs> I was showing everyone, you know, you're yeah. walking, you're yeah, looking yeah. at your feet and yeah. looking at them light up. I thought it was going to be like a repeat of that day. And I told my mom, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back. And she was like, she was like, you're not going back. And I was like, what? Um, and she was like, yeah. She's like, no, you're going to like live here now. You like it. Right. And I was like, for the summer, like right. for a little vacation. I don't know if it was, I even use the word summer because I don't think I understood what that was, but I just, whatever the break was, yeah. I was like, for this break, Why yeah. Why do you think it was presented to you like that? I think they know what they're doing. Because if you're a child and you you have you have an honest conversation with a child and you'd be like, your whole life is changing. Mm-hmm. All these people you love, you're right. leaving them behind. This familiarity, this family, this fun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we would go easily. Right. Right. And it would be even more heartbreaking. Yeah. But I think being told that it's something temporary. Right. I think as a child, your mind is supposed to be like, oh, okay. Like I'll leave my right. grandmother for, right. for a second. I'll come. I'm, I'm, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Yeah. You know, I think it's easier because I don't know if I could have, I, I don't know how difficult it would have, it would have been difficult for them to get me on that plane. Do you think that affected you any any way? Like finding out, like, hey, this is kind of like a lie. Like, yeah, I resented my mom for a long time. Yeah, I couldn't see her vision. Yeah, I couldn't see her vision. Yeah. I thought it was punishment. I thought she was cruel. Right. Um, I thought she was um unfair. Again, I'm very young. I right. don't. I just felt she was just disrupting my life. Right. Yeah. I, and I guess for you, right, I, I'm assuming because you came here and your sister was already here, was she like the blueprint to like help you kind of move through it in terms of like getting assimilated? My, I mean, ideally, I would like to believe yes, but here's the thing. My sister and I are nine years apart. So when I'm nine, Lois is 18. Yeah, yeah. So she's about it's, to like... Yeah, Going she's also yeah. yeah, she's a teenager. She is yeah. an adult, but you got to remember teenager, yeah. right? Yeah. So having to have a 9-year-old tag we're not interested in the, the same, same things. things. Yeah. We're not interested in the same shows. Like now she's one of the people I admire in my life and I think that my life would be so significantly different without her mm-hmm. guidance. But the level of friendship we have now and how much I trust her within my life couldn't have occurred then. Right, right. We, we, it, it, I was a kid. It just didn't make sense. And she was in college. It, we, listen, I was like in, I don't know, it, uh, 
fourth grade, fifth grade. I don't know what grade that is when yeah, you're I think nine. Like four or five, yeah. yeah, she's in college. Yeah, like that's we, a big difference. Yeah, we don't have. She, I was just pe- a little past. She just was like, "Girl, stop tagging me. I don't mm-hmm. want to hang out with you. Pick up your clothes." Like I felt like she was always trying to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm that kind of thing. And again, it makes sense. She's 18. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, nine, just, I don't know, doing whatever that, whatever I was doing. So what was school like that first year? Do you remember? Because now it's a whole different experience, a whole different, I'm assuming a whole different year in Massachusetts. Right? Yeah. So a whole different group of kids, race of kids. Uh, a lot of white kids. Yes. I was, I was trying to He's into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was like, what? What race? <laughs> Just white kids. Um, it was a lot of white kids. Were you the kids. only uh, black person in your class or were there others? Yes, but there's a reason why. Okay. So my mom was um, very insistent that we go to private school. Mm-hmm. And um, private school you had to pay for. So a lot of um, minority children, unfortunately, if they don't have the means, were not in those schools. Okay. And they only gave, a, gave so many scholarships. Okay. I wasn't on any scholarships. Right. Uh, my mom just was like, we're going to work and make this work. Right. Uh, so I tried out different private schools, I remember. And the feeling I had from all of them, except one, was loneliness. I felt very alone. Mm. Um, a lot of questions about where I'm from? Why do I sound like that? Why do I write like that? Why do I speak like that? Why am I so eager to answer questions or whatever? Listen, your first couple of years in American school. Trust me, I know. You're killing. I mean, friendship wise, you're probably not you're not killing it, but like education wise, you're killing it. You're killing you're, you're it. You killing know, it. you know a lot. And yes. you, I'm like, what are yeah. these American exactly. kids doing? It's weird. <laughs> um, but you're killing it and it's great. But uh, friendship wise, the only one I didn't feel alone. I remember just again testing out of school for the day, and I'll sit, and no one would like come try mm-hmm. to play with me, whatever. I was just like, I don't know, this black kid, and no one was checking for me. But at St. Peter's, I ended up uh, becoming friends with these girls that came up to me, and they were like, Hey, you want to play? Mm-hmm. There was no questions about who are you, what are you, mm-hmm. do you like? They didn't even go, Do you, what do you like to play with? No, they were like, Do you want to play? And then All we right. just started, I was like, Okay, and Started running around right. doing whatever we're doing. And we, the four of us, including myself, stuck together all the way through like high school wow. and even college. I mean, I'm still best friends with like them till this day. Oh, wow. But That's they yeah. they shaped my educational experience. Okay. And that was, yeah. Was your mom helping you through that time in terms of like, would you go home and be like, hey, mom, this is hard. Like no one's talking to me or... And I may know the answer, but even if I, I have to ask uh-huh, the question. Because I'm looking at you. <laughs> I was like, You're looking at what? me like, girl, really? But I'm asking um, the question for a particular reason. <laughs> she was not available for that. But again, through therapy and being generous with where people are in their life. Because, you know, at my age now, I can understand. Uh, my mom was working like three jobs. Right. You know, I had to babysit myself. My sister was in college, like I said, uh, and trying to be a college student and I and I'm I'm, I've been told a little bit about the American system and don't do anything in the house don't do anything that would make you be noticed or police to be called or anyone to know that you are home by yourself yeah Yeah. you need to do your homework eat the food like get the food out of the fridge heat it up have your dinner go watch some tv shower go to bed like be very very good but you kind of were taking care of yourself but with this 
very tight guidelines so that no one would know I don't answer the door. The doorbell could ring and I could be in the house. No. It's so crazy to me because I think I think about that now. Like I had that same experience, right? Like you're Can you imagine like I don't even think parents leave their kids home alone at eight or nine or ten, right? Usually they still need a babysitter, but we were like in that house by ourselves, doing our homework. And following the rules, like a, a level of, a lev- they were demanding I, yeah. a level of maturity that I don't think today's yeah. today's seventeen year old even have. Yeah. But it was being demanded of you at like eight or nine. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, it's so. This is a. I just thought about this question. Mm-hmm. What's when you were in Ghana? Was there something you wanted to be when you grew up? And did that change once you started living in America? Or or did you always know I want to be this? And then you just kind of work towards that. That's a good question. I'm not very clear on that when I was in Ghana. I think, so one of the things I will say is that I feel like a lot of my consciousness Mm -hmm. as far as self self mm-hmm. didn't occur in Ghana. Mm. I was to be honest in survival mode in Ghana. Mm. I was being shifted from house to house even though I continuously stated I enjoyed my grandmother's mm-hmm. my opinion didn't matter. Yeah, you're you're a kid. It was just Yeah, and then yeah. the divorced parents just back yeah. and forth with you. Yeah. So whatever the outcome of the conversation would have, I always wasn't sure within a few months whose house I was going to be at yeah. and met with some some ugliness. Right. Right? And um trying to survive that. Mm-hmm. And 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 keep keep myself intact. I think mm-hmm. for me Ghana during that time is a lot of Self, unfortunately, mm. self-deprivation, just mm. not feeling good enough, yeah. not feeling wanted, yeah. but also trying to fight it and be yeah. like, you are good. Somebody does want you. Yeah. You have somebody in America yeah. possibly one day waiting for you mm-hmm. that will come visit you. You have your grandmother that your grandmother's there, but she doesn't have like legal rights of right. me, if that makes sense. Um but, but, it was just, I think I was in survival mode. Yeah. I was just like, how do I not upset anyone? Right. How do I stay out of the way? How do I do the dishes faster? Right. How do I do my homework faster? How do I clean the toilets? How do I, and it wasn't toilets, like American toilets. No, like I had to like. The, the, the outside. The potty yeah. thing. Yeah. Take yeah. it and go dump yeah. it. Yeah. Come clean it out. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was a maid. I was yeah. being used literally as a maid for not strange people or strangers, yeah. Yeah. literally my family members, yeah. and I see them today, and they look me dead in the face and pretend it never happened. Yeah. And I know for a fact it, it did, yeah. but guess what? I got God and I got therapy, yeah. and I'm not going to let you hold me hostage right. there. right. Because right. that story is not mine. It's, That's what you wanted to create, yeah. so you keep that. Yeah. Yeah, I always, you know, I when I have these conversations with folks, and I think part of why I wanted to start having these conversations recorded is because I I feel like when we speak on these folks in our lives, and I think we all have folks we can point to that, oh, that was really fucked up the way they treated the kid. Horrible. But at the same time, I was like, 
what the hell was done to you, right? Mm. That made you that way, right? Because I don't, I believe that people become what happened to them, right? So I'm always thinking like, all right, this is how you're treating me because that's what you know. So who taught you this, right? I can agree to part of that. But being uh, once my business started, you know, I started my business yeah. and it started changing. I was going to Ghana more often yeah. and I started to see my cousins in similar that were in similar situations, but may not have been as fortunate to be able to get out and mm-hmm. be in a, a, like a, I don't know, America or Europe or somewhere right. and have them be there. And I remember how we were treated. They're not like that. And they're still in Ghana. They live there. Mm-hmm. They partake, blah, blah, blah. And they don't treat other people's children like that. Right. But it's also a different time, right? I think we have better tools now. They are probably, they ha- they have better tools now to know that you, you act differently. Right. It's the, yeah. same thing you say, it's, it's the same thing when you speak about, and I like the way you put that. It, it's something that I'm going to probably sit with myself about having forgiveness for your mom and your dad, right? Because they didn't, yeah. you understand that they didn't have the tools necessary. Yeah. No one else did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 and maybe it's a coping mechanism for me, but that's kind of the way I've been starting to think of things is like, I don't think anyone else had the tools, right? Yeah. Not just our parents. I think like, here's yeah. the thing. So I think there's like, we don't have the tools for certain things, but mm-hmm. I'd like to always remember that psychologists say, by the time we're seven years old, we know right from wrong. Right. Right. I I like to believe if we know right from wrong, like really the basic, the basics, basic of it is that, you know, when you're wrong in someone and when you're doing right by someone. I'm not saying that like, I, and I'm not thinking about like beatings, right. like or being forced to do right. my homework. Right. I'm not thinking about that. But to the point where the part where I say that. I can't get close to certain family members because there's very clear abuse that occurred that it triggers me a certain way now in Mm -hmm. my adult life. Mm -hmm. And even how I do certain things, like like when I met my husband and Mm -hmm. uh, like how I walk, Mm -hmm. like I'm very, I didn't realize I was cautious in how I walked to my apartment. I never walked the same way twice. Right, right. right. I'm always shifting. Yeah. Because- I'm scared. Like I, I didn't yeah. realize that yeah. until someone point. Like why? Like why aren't we? Do, it's right there. Let's right. just go right there. And right. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to walk this way. And I had to after he noticed it for a while. Like call, calling it out to me. I was like, why do I do that? Right. And I had to think about that. And abuse had occurred that has shifted mm-hmm. my actions in not trusting people a certain way. Yeah. Um, or not wanting to trust in yourself as, in a certain situation. Certain yeah. Um, so with things like that, I, 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 because they're adults, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm yeah. not saying what it, it happened and maybe you, you were abused and therefore you became an abuser, mm-hmm. but all of you guys got up and went to church. I'm very yeah. confused. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't have a, 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 thorough scientific explanation like i said maybe it's just a coping mechanism for me but i feel like i i i honestly think that you are what you know Mm. right and for me what i hear from you is that you recognize i need to be different i need to do different so you sought out therapy Mm -hmm. but if you're not conscious of that 
right? Like, like if you didn't seek out therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Think of all the things that consciously or so consciously that you're probably holding on to that it's all throughout all your life, your interactions, your relationships, anytime you, or even like your relationship with your husband, future kids, like all that stuff mm -hmm. that you've figured out through therapy. If you didn't make that decision to think, like go to therapy, that stuff is still there mm. and you pass it on. Right? I don't think the husband would have came. I think a lot of things wouldn't have came. Well, some someone would have come, right? Because you attract what you are, right? So, so oh, I'm scared. Daddy! So oh, that was scary. I didn't so. I don't want to attract therapy. You know Belkis is for therapy. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not. Uh -uh. Don't want you know, that one. But that but that's what I think about a lot. It's like for whatever reason, I and I think it's just this generation, we're more conscious of those things. And maybe because we have more time, we don't have to do two or three jobs, right? Yeah. We don't have to to like we're having kids later in life. Like we're 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 trying to figure out our shit first. There, we're more conscious of making sure, like mentally, we we figure things out. Whereas I don't think, and especially the women, because I can't speak to the men. It's a whole another <laughs> whole another series. I think the women, they just no one gave them the time or space mm. to be able to do that. Right. No, and it wasn't being supported. Right. Yeah. The information yeah. wasn't flowing as yeah. easily and freely as it is today. And it was um, accepted. Like we're sitting here having a conversation about therapy, and it's a normal conversation. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if your mom went to your, her mom or her sister, like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to therapy." It's like, for what? It was. It was. It's, it was taboo. Pick up the Bible. Yeah, I remember yeah. we were in yeah. trouble as a family, yeah. meaning my mom, my sister, and myself, and. Uh, a doctor had suggested that we we do a family therapy right. just to just to figure out the yeah. situation with us, and like my mom, my mom was like, Ther therapy, hey, <laughs> hey, we, we go hey, to Jesus, church. yeah," exactly. and it was like, "No, we're gonna call the pasta." <laughs> I was like, and I remember, I remember feeling excited, like, "Oh my god, I get to speak," right. I don't know, but like I remember that right. being like, ooh, we, like because the doctor's describing like what yeah. may occur, or whatever, yeah. and I was like, ooh, we get like we get to speak yeah. and and it's a safe space, yeah. and she can't and she can. snatch <laughs> us, baby. I can't wait. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'd I love to do therapy. It never happened. Uh, my family has never been to therapy together, not once. Um, the pastor was called, right? Um, my sister and I separately have done therapy right. and we've talked about it right. together, but we've, we haven't done, we have as never a, done therapy yeah. as a family, yeah. as a unit. And I think, um, unfortunately what happens is that it's great. And when you're healing, mm -hmm. but there's so much that only, only that can happen with yourself mm -hmm. with therapy, you have to start to expand out so yeah. that you guys can all heal together. Yeah. It's kind of like going to AA. I've never been to AA. It, but it's kind of like to the mic and just let, let me just be clear <laughs> for clarity. Because listen, if my, if I don't, my family listens to this, be like, oh my gosh, it was an A. I was not, but I've I've heard and read about it. But if we you know when you're in AA, there's a portion right. that you have to bring in your community. So with therapy, I believe that for it to the healing to cover mm -hmm. your community, you have to invite them in. Right. Now, being from a Ghanaian family. Yeah, that's not happening. So it's a really weird territory I, yeah, to chart. It's yeah. very weird and disappointing. And 
I'm still struggling with it. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes from a place of, I, I feel like the, the the cultures are very similar between Caribbean and, and, and African culture in terms of like whatever happens in the house stays in the house. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk, we talk to the pastor, but we're not yep. talking to some therapist. Like whatever happens here stays here. Let's talk about that because I'm glad you brought up the whole like your mom and your sister, you guys, someone's saying that you guys need to like come together and figure it out. Um, and I feel like just conversations you and I have had, it sounds like you and your mom's relationship have come a long way. So like if it wasn't therapy, what what was the change? Like how did that happen? Like who initiated it, right? Because I'm assuming, like I 100% feel like in order for a relationship to, to get stronger, there has to be communication. Yeah. There has to be some hard truths. So mm-hmm. like- who initiated all of that and that work? Me. Okay. You know this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're doing your interview. Me. Um, and how did she receive it? Like, I'm sure it was over time, but like, how did she receive it? And maybe, I, maybe say, maybe speak to first, like, what was the relationship like? Because you know, like you, you came to this country under okay. like false pretenses. Yeah. There's some struggles there. You're growing up. What was that relationship like? then versus what is this now or what was the work that had to be done? Okay. So in the beginning, me being nine, 10 bell, mm-hmm. I resented my mom. Right. Once I realized I, I'm stuck, like right. I'm not going back. And then I am stuck also because I'm realizing that we're not wealthy, right? right? This whole idea, America is paved with gold, but not wealthy. And so my mom can't just put me on a plane and even be able to be like, okay, okay, bell, okay, let's send you back. And then you come back again. Like it's not possible. She right. can't afford that. Right. She, she could barely afford us being here and trying to take care of us with three jobs. And you're but I, yeah. at yeah. that time, yeah. I wasn't getting any of that. Yeah. So I just hated her. I just was, I was resentful. I was mad. Mm-hmm. I was mad at my mom. I was upset. I was upset. I just wanted to go back to my life because this was not it. And she was not sending me back. Right. And she didn't, there wasn't a, an emotional care or conversation, like, because for her, she's just like, what are we like? Yeah. Sit down. You know what no, I mean? We're not, Eat we're your not food. Anything. There was no conversation yeah. like, hey, baby, I know that you thought that. I, there was I, I none of that. Mom has a, a southern, a southern accent. <laughs> Low key. Hey, baby. She'll be like, ah, uh-uh, I'm going to come. No, but there was, there was no conversation, yeah. right? There wasn't any conversation of like, hey, I'm sorry. You're disappointed. I'm sorry we lied to you. There was the first one. They don't apologize. So no, don't. I resented her. I was upset. I was fuming. I'm never going to tell my stories to my friends. And my and in turn, my Ghanaian family was the hero. Mm-hmm. Everything my mom did, good, bad, neutral, whatever, was bad mm-hmm. in my eyes. Right. I was upset. She could have m- cooked a nine course meal. I'm still mad. Right. You know, it didn't matter that she was struggling to put food on the table. She was sending me to private school. I was upset. And so for years, she was just, I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like my hero. I was like, oh, like he he wouldn't do this to me and blah, right. blah, blah. And whew, in hindsight now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, but like, girl, your dad also made the decision to send you to America, right? But as a kid, yeah, you're not yeah, thinking yeah. of that, but and he, he didn't did. Come get you. And he didn't come get me. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but for me, yeah. it's just my America became evil and Ghana right, became right, good. Right. Um, 
That went on for some time. And then eventually I became accustomed to America, but I had, I struggled like literally being sent Mm -hmm. to uh, like counselors, Mm -hmm. like medical counselors. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my mom, the way they punish you is by beating you. Yeah. I got hit for different things. And it wasn't things like I was necessarily being bad, but like I I miss Ghana so much. I would make collect calls. Mm. Um, I, I, I would cry because so I missed. This is before the WhatsApp days. Right. <laughs> so you were yeah. making up the calls. was pricey. <laughs> I, listen, I think I rang, I rang up the bill for like $900. And it, it, think about $900 yeah. in, two, in yeah. 19, 2000, 1996 yeah. 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 for a single mother of two yeah. With, yeah. with a kid in college, one kid in private school, and like, Oh my God, I've killed that, me too. That was a well-deserved beating. I, well <laughs> beating. I don't believe in beatings, by the way, but like, I, this is again yeah. where my forgiveness comes in. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. I'm, I'm older than my mom when she had me yeah. now and I, yeah. I can't, Yeah. you know? So I get all that and that's where I sympathize and that's where the forgiveness comes in and that's where the understanding comes in. But I, for a long time, she was a villain, yeah. you know, and she felt she was a villain and I argue with her that she's not. I love them all equally and it, I don't think it's completely true. I think in working on my feelings, yeah, I was upset. I was upset. I was just like, you ruined my life. And that went into like you, into like, did that go into adulthood for you? Like, so you had that anger throughout high school college early adulthood i think not as not as as deep as my adolescence because i started to get used to america and i had these friends and now i'm having this life also because of me being emotionally so devastated Mm -hmm. and school counselors and medical professionals having to come in i was i was uh, the advice i think was that to be cut off from ghana Mm -hmm. so it it, there happened to be like i think like almost like a five-year period almost where i was not in communication with Ghana. Oh wow. Because I wasn't adjusting. Right. So because of that cutoff, right. now I'm being forced to adjust to this, this new American yeah. life. Yeah. So then I did I did eventually stop crying, yeah. calm down, stop being depressed, and start to adjust to it. And then my sister was also very sympathetic and mm-hmm. started to like talk to me. We fought a lot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the year 2000 mm-hmm. where she and I were sent back to Ghana and an incident occurred where again, one of those evil Mm -hmm. aunties and uncle things happened. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, don't, don't talk to my sister like that. Right. We don't, we don't do that. And I was like, (laughs) and you know, to have, I don't know. It's for me. And I think again, because of my background and growing up Mm -hmm. for someone to have my back where they like, they're standing up for me. Yeah. Yeah. You you in here solid. Yeah. I, we're going to, whatever you want to do, let's go, yeah. let's take off, yeah. you know? And so I think, but my sister was like, yeah, don't know. Yeah. And it, it's funny. It was in favor of her. Right. Whatever, yeah. what that person was trying to get me to do was in yeah, favor right. of and her. Like, no, and she was like, no, we yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Leave her alone. Yeah. She doesn't have to do anything. And to me, it showed unconditional love and that she had my back, even if I was wrong or right. Right. She's going to ride with me. She's going to eventually tell me I'm wrong, right. but like she got my back right. and that changed my whole view of her. Mm-hmm. And we never went backwards. Mm-hmm. We fought, we laughed, we loved, we did things together. She showed me new things, but from 2000 
It's been solid. It's just like yeah. we were just like boom. Like right. anything that happens, I'm calling my sister first. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that's just that that changed everything. Right before I went to high school. Yeah. So I think I was like 16 or 15 or something. So young adult Belkis, you're out of college. You and your mom are. What's the space now? Because I'm trying to understand. Like out of college, I am. We're cool, but like we are volatile. Do you feel like, because what I, what I see tend to happen, and I think for a long time I too was guilty of doing this, is that you just sweep things under the rug, right? So like when you're in each, in each Oh, no, that was private, my sister. Okay, so you never did. like Because for me, it's like when I'm in your presence, we're laughing and talking like all this stuff. We don't yeah. have all this muck. No, but we've so, yeah. also, yeah. but also we've been friends for years and yeah. we have talked about the muck. Yeah. I don't want to live in the muck. Yeah. Neither do you. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, with our, with our parents or even aunties or our uncles, it's like you don't. At least for me, for a long time, you just it just showed up and just like kikied in their face. So I was wondering, like, did did you for a while have that relationship with your mom, or was it always like, no, we need to talk about this in order for us to move forward? No. So I feel like it's funny. I feel like now mm-hmm. me and her kiki more. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know something about me. Like I don't want to fight mm-hmm. as much anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think also with therapy, I've just realized like, if you're not changing, yeah. I can, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to control what I, me, yeah. I can control me. Yeah. So I'm going to control that. But I say we were volatile because she said something. I was going to say a hundred back. Right. 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 So the relationship was like real tender, like the great spirit of calm and peace or whatever mm-hmm. was very sure. And then volatile periods, silent treatments, mean words to each right. other, abusive language, right. threats, right. you know, really horrible conversations right. and messages would last like six months and nine months right. where it was longer, these stretches. But we were so family, but it would just be... Just yeah. mean to each other. So was there a point where you sat down and like, hey, mom, let's talk about why we're like this. Like, I like this because I'm holding on to X, Y, Z. Or was it just you decided because of therapy, like, you know what? I'm not fighting anymore. We don't even need to talk about anything. In the-. Like, was there ever, because those conversations are hard, right? And not, yeah. not from our end. I feel like it's hard for them to receive it. They never have it, just yeah. for clarity. And and they don't want to hear it, right? Like, I feel like sometimes they shut down or they become this defensive. But did you ever... Was there ever a space where you sat down with your mom and she was receptive to things or what, or that conversation just never happened? No, no, no. It had to happen for me to get to this point because okay. okay. you have to say it out loud. Yeah. It's horrible, but you have to say it out yeah. loud. So part of my therapy that I did, I did this like rapid therapy mm-hmm. thing. It was really intense. Like I don't recommend it for everybody. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it was Again, the AAA analogy. Um, I'm going to have to look into this because you've been bringing up AAA a lot. Girl. <laughs> really, if you look, they all cross over. But they, um, you had to bring your community and like your family. Right. I had to have one-on-one conversations. Trust me, if during that time you were an issue, yeah. I would have called you. And you would have And you would have had to come. Like I had to have my dad like on FaceTime. Oh, and, like, I would have shown up with an ad. Like, God, my dad and I both were like crying. <laughs> oh. Because I realized that I think I felt I, his love was conditional. Mm-hmm. It, it it dug it 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 dug up a lot of things mm-hmm. like rapidly, mm-hmm. and whether you were ready or not, you were in it, and mm-hmm. you had to be prepared mm-hmm. to be in it and work it out. So that's how the conversation happened with my parents, my sister, my mom. Which is these quick like 
Did you? Do they it were with, not with, quick. Did you do it with a therapist or what? You were given guidelines, okay. like uh, questions and mm-hmm. things you had to write, like a you had to write like a letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's guided. Okay. And uh, and then I had to I would say, I would read it to you. Okay. One of the ways I think I was able to successfully, especially my mom during that time, to have the conversation with her, because again, it's still very volatile. Mm-hmm. We have really horrible behaviors towards each other, like silent treatments and blah, blah, blah. It's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and so one of the ways I did it was that the beginning to course her in was you give compliments, mm-hmm. start with the good, mm-hmm. start with the good. And it, it, it allows her to let her guard down because mm-hmm. already I've messaged you mm-hmm. a few days ahead and have told you that, hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing X, Y, Z. I need to have this conversation with you. Yeah. How are you going to be tense? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because already on the defense. Yeah. On the defense. And yeah. our relationship is already. Yeah. And, and I need her to be open for me for this healing to happen, right. even if it's just on my end. Right. I need to be able to say it and let it go. And so. Um, I started with just being like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for your sacrifices, mm-hmm. for the things you did. I see you. Mm-hmm. I see you. And I think at the time, I wasn't her exact age mm-hmm. of when she had me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I, I don't know, 20, I don't know, 20 something. I don't remember when I did this thing. But I was just like, I can't imagine having two kids. And you've already yeah. had my sister by this time. You did this and this. I was like, I gave her her flowers. Yeah. Then I was like, this is how I feel about some of these decisions. Right. And then she, because of that, she had already her flowers, wet in tears, I'm a puddle. And she's like, Belle, it's okay. Like, I love you. Right. I'm your mom. And then she, I'd be like, but this happened. And she's like, this is why this happened. Right. This happened. This is why this happened. Yeah. They, but bec- she was able to be open. Yeah. But if I had started out being like, I mean, yeah. you messed up and yeah, bah, bah, yeah, bah, bah, because it wasn't that I didn't tell her she didn't mess up. Right. I still told her. Yeah. But she was like, I didn't know, mm-hmm. or this was what the circumstances were. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know that. And yeah. she was like, yeah. I There was a lot I didn't know about her that I did find out through that process. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't you tell us? And she, her whole thing is like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And but I was like, does. no, it, it explains because it allows me to. reason for this podcast. Right? It allows me to it know, to right. be able to yeah. see you as human. Because if I'm looking at you as superwoman and I'm like, my mom is superwoman. And that's she what you're emulating. You're emulating things that you're not even ready to live up to. Or you don't even know what you have to do to live up to them. Right. Things. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you literally just told me you, you ran barefooted out of your husband's house. Yeah. You don't think that was relevant to say? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 I don't see you. It doesn't make me go, oh, my mom is weak. But I'm like, my mom is powerful. Yeah. Because she took charge of her life. Right. Because she made this decision and she said, no, yeah. no more. Yeah. And she made choices, took her girls and did what she had to do. But I think for a lot of, you know, minority women, we are like, everything has to be perfect. It has to look this way. And they do it to us instead of explaining it to us while it's happening. You know? So yeah, the conversation did happen, but it changed after that. There was some volatile stuff, but I kept doing the work. And now I think I'm in a space with her you know, I was recently telling you, it's, it shifted a lot for us. Mm-hmm. But it shifted also because I've shifted. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, I'm not going to fight with you. Right. I'm not upset. Yeah. Right. Because you've done work on yourself, your expectations of her. It's different. I, you know, and it's funny, my sister, I think she could tell her own story, but she's like, no, she's not funny for blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't disagree, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm also no longer willing to like go to war for it. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because yeah. I think one of the things that's been coming into perspective for me since mm-hmm. I lost my grandmother is like, we're getting to that age. I think we talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit where it's no longer a fantasy to lose your parent. No. It's, it's a reality. reality. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. It's a reality. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And not, so yeah. I'm not, I'm going to do the work and heal and hold on to my yeah. peace. Yeah. But like, I want to get to know my mom. Right. I want to get to know my dad. Right. I want to get to know my uncles. Right. I want to get to know. I want to get, if there is something defined of, I want to find it. I want right. to know. I want to get close to you in a positive way. I don't want to hold on to the hurt anymore and for us to be in pain and whatever. Like, I don't want to lose you. And then I'm like, oh, I wish I had. Right. I wish blah, blah, blah. It just, it would kill me. Yeah. I can't do it. One thing I wanted to ask you, because I, I get told this a lot when I bring up certain things. It's like, well, I know this happened to you, but think about what all the things you have right now, the type of person you have, like it probably happened for a reason. So annoying. Um, do you feel that way? Like, do you feel like, oh yeah, it was hard, but I probably would have a different life if it wasn't like, so I should be thankful these things happen. No. No, I'm not thankful those things happen. Yeah. No. Um, I think it actually led me into my mantra of last year. I think I kept saying, uh, I don't believe in trauma to get to love. Mm. That's That should be a t-shirt, girl. That was my mantra all last yeah. year. Maybe this year's like movement, I was telling you. but Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. again, things yeah. show up when you meet certain people. Yeah. Uh, my husband... Mm-hmm. I do not want to cry on this mm-hmm. thing. I think meeting someone that sees you yeah. and loves you in a certain way yeah, and there's no like false pretenses, mm-hmm. right? Because what am I going to give you, right? Yeah. There's, not, there's none of that. There's no conditions. Right. There's no, I don't know how to describe it, but there's none of those, these things, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they love you like, but like in action mm-hmm. and thought and conscious, mm-hmm. it's freaky, Dottie. Yeah. Publicly, privately. If you haven't been loved like that and that's mm-hmm. not how you were raised. It's it's yeah. Right. And yeah. I'm glad that you d- you've done the work. Right. Because I think the other half of that is if you haven't been loved like that, and that's not how you were raised, you don't know how to receive that. Right. No. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought I did the work by the time I was meeting him. Yeah. Because I was in a really great space. Mm-hmm. But that consistency, mm-hmm. like even like I'm just I mean, thinking of like hugs, mm-hmm. hugs, forehead kisses, mm-hmm. just you know, yeah. like, yeah. do you want to oil your hair? If you don't sit down, <laughs> you know, and it's weird. Yeah. Because, and I think initially I was just like, all right, back up. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what we're, 
I forgot what you said, but that's such a good thing. It's like, I think that's even what I'm still taught to kind of accept, right? I'm, I'm glad, I like how you said that. I should, I'm going to probably write it down when I listen to this again, that it's trauma. It's not love. And, and you, can't, you don't have to go through tra- trauma to, to get, get to love. love. I but I think like to. a lot of us, we mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I had to, right? And that's mm-hmm. why I'm this way. And that's made me a better person. But did it really? No, 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 no. And yeah. I'm not going to be thankful for trauma. Yeah. I don't think trauma yeah. is necessary and yeah. I don't want to pass it on to yeah. anyone. And it makes it very difficult within your life when someone is coming from a pure space mm-hmm. and just like, even just giving you a hug, like for like a while, I think he would like, <laughs> when we moved in together, he would come meet me at the door mm-hmm. I, consistently. If he's yeah. home first. Yeah. I turn that lock, yeah. he turns on the light, he's at the door, come, you'll help me out of my jacket, grab bags for me, five yeah. bags in my hand, whatever. And I'm like, you yeah. know, I'd, I'm making a face right now. Yeah. Like I'd have a face like, like, what do you want? Yeah. yeah. You know? It's so and funny. he's like, it's okay. I'm just helping you. It's so funny. Like I had to be conscious of my own reaction in that story too. Cause I tensed up myself. Cause I'm like, that seems like a lot of attention. I, yeah. where is that coming from, right? Because yeah. I was always that kid that was taught to like just be quiet and yeah. disappear. So I'm like, even though when you said, I was like, oh, that's a lot of attention. Like, yeah. 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 Always. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. Even when it's something like in that would put him in danger, yeah. but it's uncomfortable for me. I'm like, just leave it. Like, it's okay. But he's like, uh, yeah, she's not going to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't say anything you know and it's yeah. to have someone like that in your corner I think yeah. it's I think it's my grandmother amplified mm-hmm. I think it's my sister amplified mm-hmm. I think it's a portion of my parents mm-hmm. amplified right it's not them as a whole mm-hmm. but definitely a portion of them but it's on a daily basis yeah and I'm like ain't no you're not gonna show up at this door every day he, he probably will. No, he has. <laughs> we've been in fights and we're not, you know, we're married. We're like, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's, you listen. You know what's going to happen now? The he'll he come to the door the and be. he doesn't come to that door, you're going to be like. Devastated. <laughs> yeah. Devastated. Yeah. Listen, he'll, when we're fighting, he'll come to the door with like a little puppy face. And be like, can I help you? And I'm like, no. And it's like, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm so yeah. happy yeah. he showed yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I'm mad, yeah. but I'm so happy yeah. he showed up because. Little Bell is like, yeah, nah, he's not a lie. Yeah, he's not a lie. Yeah, I love that for you. I, I, I feel like my one analogy of marriage has always been, and this may be kind of sick, but it, it was what works in my head. It's like I think about it like a boxing ring, right? Mm. Like you're fighting for something, and as long as, and sometimes you, each person goes to their side of the ring. Yeah, as long as you want to come back into the fight, we're good. Right. Yep. So it's one. It's when that one person goes to the side and be like, "I get me out this room." <laughs> it's when you gotta worry, right? So big time. So even if he's showing up in arguments at that door, that's a good sign, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. I know we've been talking for a while, so I don't want to keep you. I did have some questions I wanted to kind of ask before you go, mm-hmm. but during this conversation, I have a whole new question for you. Because this is also something I struggle with myself and, and I'm uber aware of and, and try to make sure I do all the right things. So and I'm, a, I'm a big believer in pathologies, right? So mm-hmm. 
let's say, you know, you don't have any children. Let's say you have a daughter, right? Because I always also think that God has a sense of humor, right? Like for me, my one and only child is a girl and I am now parenting a little, I'm going to get to, I'm, I'm now tasked with parenting a little girl. Mm. And this is from someone that was motherless during some of those pivotal moments of being a little girl myself. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. So it's like, what, if you were in that situation, like knowing how you've had to deal with your relationship with your mom and how that's impacted you, like what is one thing you would hope you wouldn't pass on to her? And what's one thing that you hope you will pass on to her? From like my mom? From just from like that generational stuff. Mm. Um, I think I don't want to pass on to her the trauma and obligation. Mm -hmm. We have these cultural obligations that I do believe are archaic and Mm -hmm. um, are not beneficial to our mental, physical Mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very conscious, like I'm hyper conscious of it for myself now. Mm -hmm. And trying to correct it when I've been a part of it for so long is... It's a lot of work. It's hard. Um, so that's something that I know for sure I don't want to pass on. But I feel like I have a cheat sheet a little bit mm-hmm. through my sister because she has a daughter. Right. And baby, she has done it to me so right. seamlessly, right. like has done that work. Mm-hmm. My niece is free. Yeah. Maybe a little too free, <laughs> but she is. <laughs> I love that for her. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. so happy for her. Yeah. She is free. My sister and I are not as free from those obligations as she is. And I love that for her. her. I love that for her myself. (laughs) I may, all our children get it because this pressure, no. This trauma, no. No, no, no. She is, so I think I feel like I have a, my sister, I feel like gives me these cheat codes in life. And in that way, I feel like I've seen it. So then I know that it's very possible. Mm -hmm. And I love that when she's going to Ghana, when we are within family stuff, she is not conscious, aware, participating, like here for the foolishness, none of that. Like she, it's like not in her universe. It's not even a thing. And I love that. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Um, I think what I would pass on, I think love of family mm-hmm. as as up and down as we have had it, when I think about my family, I go back to that mango tree mm-hmm. and being that big family of love and sticking together mm-hmm. and wanting to be together and providing for each other and being with each other mm-hmm. that that essence of that. Um, which my grandmother created, I'm realizing because once we lost her, everything changed. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to find a way to create yeah. that. I don't know how. It's so funny you say that because I just had this conversation with my cousin. Like, yeah. We were talking because we've recently started to try to like bring the family back together for like Thanksgivings, et cetera. But one of the things that we're like, when my grandmother was alive, we all congregated. We had yeah. more like family things. And I was like, oh, I, it never, she's the one that made me think of it that way because I just assume, I just thought I was blaming it on 
our generation. I was like, oh, it's our fault. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we've moved away. We don't hold on to things like the aunties. No, because our parents didn't do it. Our yeah. grandparents did. Yeah. And that's what yeah. she said to me. She was like, they were doing it for, for, for their mother. Yeah. Like, they were doing it because she wanted that family unit. Mm-hmm. So once she passed, they just let it go. And I was like, oh, I have never thought about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because she yeah. orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah. She planned the whole thing. All you had to do was show up or give your part or right. whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what I would want to pass on. And I think that's the thing I'm missing. I think I was talking to you about pivoting my business mm-hmm. um, as we tried to become a family and stuff like that. So that's one of the things in starting to spend the holidays together, um, making sure that I think my husband's family does it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been that's been an addition to the desire to want to create that for for all of us. Right. Um, and so I think it'd be good. I don't know. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. I don't know how it's going to happen. My sister hasn't given me the cheat code for that <laughs> part yet. Uh, but if she finds it, I'm sure she'll slip it this way. Um, but that's what I would want to do. I, I want family, the love of family and family togetherness and the bigness of family. Like big families are everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Little family... I'm not saying I got to have the whole family. I'm just saying yeah. I love a big family. Yeah. Cousins, nephews, right. niece. I just yeah. love when everybody's together. There's something about the energy of that amount of people right. that you're related to right. that over everything, it can't be topped. Yeah. And I think that's what I would I would want to pass on. We can leave the trauma, the trauma at the door, though. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Of course. I appreciate you. Hope you know that. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, thank you for having me. Yeah. I feel like this was this was oh my god, so emotional. I mean, <laughs> we've been through a lot together, but I love you. I appreciate you. I you know, you've you. been one of the guides in oh, my girl, life. Girl, I'm still trying to figure out myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Switch this microphone around. Ooh, let's do it. Let's <laughs> make do a it. ten part series. All right. <laughs> thank All right, you. Thank you, Bakke.